Welcome to the Biz Bash podcast, where we make biz strategy a piece of cake. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Cami, but you might know us better as Eliza and Calligraphy and Cami Monet. We want to help you, our fellow stationers, artists, and calligraphers, confidently build a profitable and personality-driven creative biz. We're here to share our honest-to-goodness advice and actionable strategies for ambitious artists. So put on your party hat, quit being a procrastinator gator, and let's get this party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the BizBash podcast. We are so excited to be bringing a new guest today to talk to you guys about living the entrepreneur life and avoiding burnout. So welcome, Melissa Lynn of the Fierce Business Academy. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you girls. Oh my goodness. It's going to be a fun episode. We've got lots to dive into. Yes. Lots (laughs) lots to talk about. And let me do, I'll do a little introduction for Melissa. So Melissa was a previously successful chemical engineer turned multiple six-figure business coach, business owner, and podcast host. And over the course of two and a half years, she was trying to DIY her online business. It went nowhere. She was barely making 1K most months until she decided to push past her fears and take real action. And after figuring out powerful strategies and shifting her mindset, she went from barely making it to fully thriving in it. And now she helps other women do the same. And so we can't wait to talk to you to hear all the wisdom you have. It has been such a journey. Like, I'm sure I'm going to dive into my story. And it's just looking back, it like blows my mind. I'm just, I'm just so excited because I know there's so many, so many women in your audience that are probably where I was not too long ago. So I'm so excited to share how I've been able to get there and just how it's possible for them as well. Wonderful. Super excited. So let's talk about first things first. Tell us a little bit more about being a chemical engineer <laughs> before you became an entrepreneur because like how how did that happen i'm so curious <laughs> the like the change like why you were in that field in the first place and you know that's a big shift it is a huge shift a lot of people they like don't get it especially people who i worked with in the corporate world before they're like wait what um but yeah i will go into the story so it's a fun one i grew up in a very traditional family so i'm half chinese and my grandparents they came over from hong kong and they knew very little english like as i was growing up they still they didn't take the time to learn english however they did know these two words and i'm not even kidding when i say this they instilled in me the words doctor and husband. And so for them, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. And for them, like that's what success looked like for them. And same with my parents. So they really pushed me, you know, growing up to really get ahead in education, in schooling. I was always working, didn't really do sports. It was always school, school, school. Like I was seriously the math nerd. It is so funny. I got some yearbooks. I was going through some old yearbooks the other day. There's a picture in there with me, like underneath it, it says Melissa, the math girl. Like I was literally the girl who was going to college classes at age 11, tutoring college kids at age like 12, 13. So I've always been above and beyond and always just so great at math and science. So I tried to go the doctor route, figured out pretty quickly I could not handle the blood ended up passing out in class. It was not good. It was not good at all. So my parents, they settled for engineer and they really pushed me to chemical engineering just because there's so much opportunity in the chemical engineering world. 
I can dive into all the different industries I've worked in. And I was always just so great at math and science. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I guess I'll go to college. I guess I'll go do that. Sure. Why not? Like, I didn't know what else I was going to go and do. It's like, okay, cool. I, I guess you've got this plan for me. So I went to college, did the thing, graduated college, started working in all these different industries. A lot of cool ones. I worked at like a paper mill. I worked at the largest winery in the world. I worked at a glass manufacturing company. So some pretty cool stuff. And as I was starting to get into the real world, like it looked like I had made it. I remember sitting down with the past teacher and I was one of the only ones like in the group that came to this like happy hour post-college thing. And I was one of the only ones from high school that was actually in my career field that I wanted to be. And everyone's like, oh my goodness, Melissa, you've got it, you've got it, you've got it. But they didn't see what was actually going on. I was working crazy hours. I was working 12, 15 hour days. I was commuting an hour and a half each way to work. Oh my, I think I had less than a week vacation time. I don't even know if that's legal. I'm not oh my gosh. I, I was a workaholic and I had never left North America. And I didn't even know when that was going to happen because I was working so much. I was going to the plants on the weekends. I was on call 24-7. It had taken over my life. And I, I thought to myself, is this really it? You know, I was like in my early 20s working, you know, 80-hour weeks. And I was like, you know what? I bet that this is going to be the way for a few years. And then it's going to get better. But then I looked at my mentors and like my mentor's boss they were in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they were still working crazy hours and never traveling and never taking time off. And I just couldn't grasp living a life like that and creating that lifestyle for myself and my future, you know, husband, kids, whatever that looks like. And I started to have all these big dreams, you know, funding charities, starting my own charity at some point, traveling the world six months out of the year. Like I cannot wait to go and live like in Thailand for six months and go to Bali again. Just all of these big things. My dream bubble just kept getting bigger, bigger and bigger. However, for me to accomplish any of those things, I would have to do something different about my nine to five. And I knew I wanted to create a bigger impact. I just didn't know how or what that could look like. And this was all kind of happening way back in the day in 2014, feels like forever ago. <laughs> and I was really into the fitness world back then. I was doing bikini competitions, bodybuilding, and social media was starting to get up and going. I was kind of posting about it. And people were reaching out to me, Melissa, like, you look amazing. Can you help me with this? Can you help me go from A to B? Help me lose weight. And then ding, ding, ding. I had this great idea to go get certified so I could start helping other people with this, create a bigger impact, that one-on-one -on -one impact with somebody instead of just kind of slaving away at my nine to five, doing whatever it was I was doing. And so I started to do that, started scaling that business online. And this was, an oh man, like back then, I don't even think we, we didn't, definitely didn't have Instagram stories. Don't even know if DMs were a thing. So social media was really just starting. Even Instagram was still pretty new. And I started scaling that business. My first year, kind of a hot mess, train wreck. We can definitely talk about that. Lots of burnout there. And eventually started to move into high ticket, listen to podcasts, to courses, worked with coaches, and then scaled. And I just loved the business growth so much. So I scaled to six figures, a little past that, helped others. A lot of my friends were asking, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? And I was like, oh, this, this, this. It's pretty easy. Do this, this, and this. And then I just knew at some point I wanted to make that transition 
almost went and got my MBA to help me with it. And you know what? I just dove in. I made the transition one night and it's been exploding since then. So now I help women start and scale their businesses to six figures and beyond. I have not done fitness stuff since end of 2017. So it's been, it's been over two years now and it's been absolutely incredible. I love what I do so, so much. So in a nutshell, that is how I went from chemical engineering to business coach. Oh my, my gosh. Goodness. I'm like tired just even thinking about all this. <laughs> um, and I have to ask, so when you were starting your business, were you side hustling that while you were still working these 80 hour weeks? Yes. Oh my, oh my gosh. It was so insane. And I'm, I'm going to share this with you just because I know a lot of other people are probably doing this too. At least they were pre-COVID. I remember I would get to the manufacturing plants I worked at when I was an engineer pretty early, like four in the morning, five in the morning. Like I was a workaholic and I would always, you know, get there, get my reports done, do my job. And then on the back, like behind Google Chrome or behind Safari, like I always had my business website up. I was always working on it. I was doing client check-ins on my lunch breaks. I was doing client calls. I was any minute I had, that's when I was working during my elliptical time at the gym. I was getting back to people in the DMS. I was a workaholic. Wow. So really there was no balance at all in any way. (laughs) No, definitely nothing like how I live my life now. It's amazing what you can get done on a lunch break though, right? Oh my goodness. (laughs) You like really surprised yourself. I mean, I just remember like when I still had my full-time nine to five and was like side hustling at the same time, I literally would drive home every lunch break and like paint something in like an hour and then drive back. Like it was insane. Um, So I kind of relate to that. Not so much the 80 hour weeks. Like I'm just like, I don't even know how you like slept or anything. Must have been lots of coffee involved. Lots of coffee. I remember getting home. I would go to the gym in the morning, get to work, come home from work, basically cook a quick dinner and then go right to bed. Like that was my life. And are, if you're there at 4 a.m., you were going to bed at what, like 7 or 8? Yeah. <laughs> usually before 8. Usually wow. before 8. I was getting up at like 2.33. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Holy cow. So one of the things I am definitely curious about, too, for you is there was the transition from chemical engineer to entrepreneur. There's obviously some mm-hmm. overlap there. And then Mm -hmm. you were doing, was it the fitness for two and a half years? Was that when you were trying to DIY the online business and you didn't feel like you were getting momentum as much with the fitness as you wanted, which is why you then made the next transition to like helping other business owners? I'm curious about kind of how you decided to, as an entrepreneur, change paths in, in your direction. Yeah. So it was about the first year or so that I was really, really struggling, barely not even hitting like $500 months. And while I was an engineer, I was always, always fascinated with the business side. So I always worked with some smaller companies where I was brought into the business meetings. And my mentor, my engineering job was really pushing me to get my MBA. So I was always interested in that. And then after that, I started to take some courses and hire business coaches and that type of thing. So I scaled my fitness coach past six figures. So I was able to do that on my own. Then decided, you know what? 
I really want to make an even bigger impact and help more people who can then help more people. And then made that transition back in 2018 to full-time business coaching. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Perfect. Now I can kind of like understand the timeline of how everything happened. And <laughs> I know I, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a, a lot, lot of transitions. And I think we always talk about like making the leap from the nine to five, you know, to being an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. we don't talk about what it looks like to be an entrepreneur and then like change your mind about what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of people are afraid to, like, if you're feeling a passion or a pull towards something, you're allowed to evolve. You're going to evolve. I would not be surprised if I make some type of evolution or shift down the road as well, just because you're, you're still growing as a person, as an entrepreneur, you're still learning and educating, still happening type of thing. So yeah, a lot of people are starting to make shifts here and there throughout their, their entrepreneur careers. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Um, And do you feel like with these shifts too, like, let's start talking about burnout and what, because it sounds like obviously you probably have experienced this in (laughs) like multiple transition phases, but do you feel like this was like a way for you to deal with burnout? And do you recommend this? Like maybe it's like to start shifting and looking for other ways in your business to grow if that's, if you're already kind of feeling that? Yeah, I definitely felt burnout a few days different times. So definitely different types of burnout in the different phases of my business. So for example, when I first started in 2014, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was really undercharging like $50 a month for private coaching for my fitness business before I really started to scale to high ticket coaching. And I started to experience burnout then just because I was working with so many clients and then giving them so much access to me. I had zero boundaries in my business or really as a person. And so I was starting to feel burnout then. And then as I transitioned, I even started to feel burnout in 2018 because I was working by myself. I was the best one woman show ever. I was the one who had never outsourced, never delegate, and really started to feel burnout because all I would do was think about my business when I went to bed, when I woke up, when I was at the gym, when I was on the couch watching The Bachelor with my boyfriend. Everything was business. So burnout definitely happened. And some of the biggest shifts to really move out of that burnout definitely delegating, but then also determining like, what are the things that I need to be doing then not need to be doing? How efficient am I actually being? How busy am I? What am I actually filling my time with? Like there's a huge difference between actually being productive with the things you're doing versus creating busy work, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think we all fall into the trap of creating busy work to an extent (laughs) (laughs) in our businesses and can get a little bit off track or sidetracked or like this morning I had one thing on my list I really wanted to work on and somehow did not get to it till after lunch. And I was like, what (laughs) am I doing the whole time? Like I was in my office working, but I was figuring out a million other things to do (laughs) instead of that one task. Yeah, Melissa, I literally have a note like written on my office wall. It says, are you being busy or are you being productive? Because I just feel like that smacks me in the face all the time to be like, okay, you are just like checking stats and looking at number stuff, like that busy work. We're like, I am doing something so important right now. And you're like, this is not moving the needle forward. Like get out of the rut. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's hard because it's instilled with us for anyone who's been in like a nine to five. It's instilled in us that 
for us to be like, I'm air quoting right now, but like good employees, we have to be busy. We have to look like we're doing stuff all of the time and like fill the space by making extra trips around the building and like checking your emails, making extra calls that don't need to happen. And so we feel once we make that shift to entrepreneurship, that we have to do the same, that you'll be successful if you're always busy. That definitely is not the case. Yeah, that's so true. And sometimes I even find where I'm like, okay, I'm in my office, so I'm working. But then I'm like, but you're not actually working. You're just <laughs> like, I'd be like, I worked eight hours today. I'm like, no, you only worked like five. You're just in your office for eight. <laughs> um, so like letting go of that mindset of like, oh, putting in the hours and thinking more, put in the work and mm-hmm. to not and get out of the like time crunch of it all. Like totally, totally relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we just wanted to hop in and talk about one of our amazing resources, the A to Z directory. All of us have thought at some point, how did she do that? Or how did she make that? And maybe you don't know where to start or how the heck to produce this amazing product you've dreamt up. Well, the A to Z directory is the missing puzzle piece in your biz, you guys, seriously. So it's built in the form of a yearly membership, and it's your one-stop shop for finding suppliers and vendors for all the things. Literally where to print everything from custom invitations, greeting cards, mugs, koozies, acrylic printing, letterpress, custom ribbon. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And it literally goes from A to Z. From acrylic printers to zipper pouches, we have it in the A to Z directory. We want to help all of you search less and create more with this list of 300 plus vendors and suppliers. Don't worry, they're very organized. It's not going to be overwhelming and confusing when you join. And this membership also includes access to a private Facebook community. It's incredibly active and involved. And if you need a question answered fast, that is definitely the place to go. Yeah, our Facebook group really is the best. You guys, everyone is so helpful in there and we're in there too, um, answering questions you guys might have. So it's a great way to get access to us and ask us things without sliding into our DMs. So we're more likely to answer you in the Facebook group. Just saying. Anyway, (laughs) also in the Facebook group, this is new for 2020 and we're really excited about it. We are hosting monthly power hour Q&A sessions that are live. And these are only available to our A to Z directory members. So you can hop in with us live and ask us all your burning questions in real time and just hang out with us every month. And we do these at different times. so You can actually be there live and the replays are always available in the Facebook group for members. This resource is priced at $147 a year, which honestly is extremely affordable and it's full of so many benefits, such as exclusive vendor coupons for members only. And we would love to have you guys join. Seriously, it's kind of like our family and our tribe. So visit bizbirthdaybash.com forward slash directory to sign up today and use coupon code podcast2020 to receive $20 off your first year. That's podcast, all caps, 2020 for $20 off your first year. We can't wait to see you in the Facebook group. So Melissa, when did you first notice that you kind of totally hit burnout? Were you able to realize it or did friends intervene and say like, Melissa, we never see you? Like what was the aha moment (laughs) that something had to change, something had to give? The most recent burnout was my big burnout in early 2018. And I didn't realize it because I was so just into my business. And it was definitely from an outside perspective. And it was definitely it was my partner. You know, I would be on the couch, we'd be watching a TV show, I'd be on my phone, you know, checking in the DMs doing different things. I'd always be distracted with 
things. I was always on my phone, always doing things, never really present. I had a huge lack of presence in my life with my friends, with my family. So it was definitely an outward look in. It was someone on the outside who had to be like, knock, 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 Melissa, are you there? Knock, 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 Melissa, what's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And so that just caused you to slow down. And and once they said that, were you able to say to yourself, oh, I am exhausted. I This is too much. Or did you like get defensive at all? Because I know sometimes when anyone confronts you about anything, we all have a tendency to be like, no, I'm fine. Like everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I probably had a day or two of, I'm fine. Get out of my face. I'm working on a business. I'm fine. And then I, you know, reached out to my mentor to get some advice because then I started to think about it. You know what? I am feeling tired. I've got some bags under my eyes. Uh, Like my head hurts. Like my brain hurts. I'm doing too much. I'm not going to the gym as much. I'm not taking care of myself because all I was doing was working on my business and I had no self-care and it was just a huge blur. My personal life, my business was all meshed into one. I didn't have a personal life. It was just business. So there was no line of separation, which is one of the biggest things that I preach to my girls now is you've got to separate your life and your business as much as possible as early as you can. That's one big thing that's going to really help you with avoiding that burnout, having those boundaries and separating those things. Mm. Oh my gosh. I think that is something we all struggle with, especially like you know, being a self-made entrepreneur, like your business is you and you are your business. It's very hard to make that distinction. So what tips do you have for actually creating those boundaries or putting those boundaries in place? Because I know that's a huge struggle for all of us. It is, you know, something that I, I like to remind myself and I remind my clients all of the time, you are more than just your business. You are more than just your business. You've got so much to do in life and so much to experience. And something I do is I try and separate as much as I can with my personal life and my business. So I will keep everything on my work laptop that's work related. So Slack, Voxer, anything client related, anything business related, all on my laptop. My phone, not so much. I don't have, I don't allow any notifications to pop through to my phone. No client notifications, nothing, no social media. That's one of the first things I recommend my clients to remove is social media notifications. Like there's no reason to have your phone beeping and letting you know this stuff. Like you don't need to know this stuff right away. That stuff can wait. Your clients can wait. Everything can wait. Create some type of separation. Like even my emails, they don't come to my phone. It's only to my laptop. And I have certain hours that I go in and check my email and go and do different things. So I keep them separated as much as I can. And then, of course, having a stop time to your workday. Have a stop time. Please do not work until 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and then go to bed. And first thing you do in the morning is get working again. So those are the biggest things that have helped me definitely separate the two. Yeah, the phone notification one is totally a top of mind for sure. Like I remember at the at the beginning, especially in 2015 when I had first started like my Instagram account and was obsessed with checking it. Mm-hmm. Once I hit a certain point, I was kind of like, I don't I can't get all of these notifications on my phone for social media and I turned them off. <laughs> 
Um, and so I'm glad that I kind of realized that super early on. I think the only, really the only notifications that ever come through on my phone are for like iMessage, which are friends, you know, like there's really not even like calendar invite reminders or anything like that. So that's a really awesome practical tip that if you had asked me, I probably wouldn't have even thought of it. So I'm glad that you brought it up. It's one of the best steps you can take to create some sort of separation. Yeah. And I really love the idea too. Uh, basically like having like a work laptop and a personal laptop. I know that's not exactly what you said, but just having like your work computer and then your personal thing. And like, I think I did this accidentally for me. Like when I got my desktop computer, cause I was working on my laptop for everything, which don't even get me started. I don't even know how I did that. <laughs> um, and that was like my personal and work. But when I have my desktop and it was physically like in my office, like to go in there, like I have to go in there versus like working on my laptop or watching a movie or something like having my computer set and up in a place and I could close the door when I'm done working was like a huge game changer for my being able to set boundaries for myself. And it was totally accidental too. But um, I feel like that is a really good tip too. It's just like having a separate tech device for your personal versus work thing. Yeah. And other things to do, definitely add more playtime into your day. I, I usually use the color in my Google calendar of like the bright green for playtime or sometimes yellow, uh, depending on the month. But I always make sure there's either some type of yellow or green on my calendar. Playtime, self-care time. To really avoid burnout, you get to take care of yourself. You get to take care of yourself first. Adding playtime, adding fun, self-care. Um, and then, of course, starting to delegate, 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 delegate. It's not very expensive to delegate in your business, and it's going to really help you in the long run. Yeah. What point did you realize that you wanted to delegate some of your tasks? Because obviously you hit this point of burnout. And I would say a lot of people in our audience struggle with, they struggle with adding somebody because of the cost that comes with mm-hmm. it or the responsibility that comes with it. Or like Cami is a great example of <laughs> like, she, Cami, you knew for a long time you needed someone to help you, but you just kind of like kept putting it off. Cause you're like, there's too many things to think about. Like, I don't want to think about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was also a great one woman show, Melissa. Like it was fantastic. <laughs> I know. I mean, I thought for the longest time I can do this better than anybody else. I can do it faster than anybody else. It's going to take me longer to train somebody. So why why don't I just do yes. it? Yes. And you can, I, oh, I've been there. It's too funny. But we get to remember as we start to delegate that to other people, you can then start to really focus on your zone of genius, right? If you're able to delegate five hours a week, that's 20 hours a month where you could be doing things like actually coaching or on sales calls, closing sales, things that you get to do to move your business forward instead of just these little rabbit, these little tasks that somebody else can easily be doing for you at like $10 an hour, $15 an hour. So if you're paying someone 10, 15 an hour at 20 hours a month, let's say that's 200 for the month, then you're able to close one sale at $1,000. Like, how is that not a huge win? Plus like all those extra hours back in your life. Yeah, for sure. Like even having that breathing room. So your brain can just like (laughs) <laughs> you know, take a minute. <laughs> so you're not always working. Like, I think that is such a huge thing about um, avoiding burnout, too. It's just like letting your brain have like space to just be and not thinking all the time. Because that for me personally, that is where like, even like, 
I could feel myself, oh, I could be getting burned out because I'm just thinking so much, especially in like the creative industry. I feel like (laughs) your brain literally hurts from coming up with stuff. So I'm like, okay, I need to step back and like stop thinking. And that really helps me. (laughs) Like I I look for those like, I don't know, triggers for myself Mm -hmm. for when I get to those burnout moments. Um, do you have like triggers like that for you? Or you're like, oh, I need to like take a step back because this is like leading me down that path of burnout. Yeah, my big thing is when I usually it's when I'm thinking about my business too much. So if I'm going to bed, my business is on my mind. If I wake up, my business is on my mind. If it's all I'm thinking about, if I'm on the couch with my boyfriend, if we're doing date night, maybe we're having some wine and some tapas at home during quarantine, if I'm only thinking about my business, I know I'm getting pretty close to burnout. So for me, it's usually not like a physical exhaustion. Sometimes it is, but usually it's more of a mental exhaustion. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think probably everyone experiences it in a different way, which is Mm -hmm. really why you have to be kind of in tune with yourself at the end of the day to understand your needs. Um, I was curious too, Melissa, once you decided to delegate tasks, what was the first thing that you outsourced? First thing I outsourced, I hired a virtual assistant. That was my very first hire, early 2018. Yay. And even it's so funny because I think back to the conversations like I had with my very first VA of, this is the first thing I'm delegating. Okay, here you go. This is part of my baby. Please take care of it. Um, And it was so hard to let go of that control. But I hired a VA and the first things I had her do was help with some social media graphics, help with just some podcast items. Like I have a podcast, so show notes, uploading, that type of thing. And then also emails. So I always write my emails, but my VAs will upload them for me. They'll do all of the importing. They'll make it look pretty. They'll make sure it's like tagged to the right audience and that type of thing and make sure that everything's good and ready to go. So those were some of the first things I started to outsource. And then of course, more and more have been added on. And now here we are and we've got a team of seven and we're going to be adding a few more this year. So absolutely incredible. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. So I'm and I'm curious too. At this point, do you have somebody like a bookkeeper who's running all of the numbers for you behind the scenes or are you doing that because you love numbers? <laughs> you know, it's so funny cuz I absolutely love numbers. I love crunchy numbers. However, I don't love and I uh, typically avoid actually looking and taking notes of like this expense, this sale, that stuff. So I have that outsource. That's one thing that I do outsource. And so it's ready to go. But I love crunching new numbers. I don't like to kind of report and do different things. So there's definitely some tasks I have outsourced. Same with like data collection. I would love to if I you know wanted to spend a few hours every single week of collecting data for my business, looking at those. I have that outsource. One of my VAs, absolutely love her, but she'll go and collect my data every single week. We look at the stuff weekly. Um, so even though I love numbers, I don't do all of that because I am very happy with my 20-hour work week right now. Oh, that's incredible. That sounds absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it, does. it does. Sounds like a faraway dream. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, mine has been like unintentionally cut down to like 20 hour work weeks because everything slowed down so much because of COVID. So it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. anything I did, (laughs) but you know, I do have a 20 hour work week right now. What can I say? Um, 
Hey guys, you know we share a ton of free, helpful info here on the podcast, but if you're looking to go deeper, you need our Business Sense for Creatives bundle. This is our foundational resource. We share it all. Our pricing strategies, marketing plans, our favorite print partners, real life examples of our invoices and workflows, and so much more. Literally, it is amazing. (laughs) It really is the comprehensive guide for a money-making creative business. So with the bundle, you'll get access to our three webinar replays, Pricing with Purpose, How to Be Confident When It Comes to Charging Your Worth, People in Publicity, How to Find Clients and Deliver an Awesome Experience, and lastly, Productivity and Processes, How to Run Your Business Efficiently and Get Crap Done. And not to mention, you'll also get our three bonus PDF party favors. What, what? Um, you've heard from <laughs> students that these are worth the price of it alone. So the party favors are pricing FAQs, the SEO cheat sheet, and a mini favorite vendors guide to get you started on where to print invitations. So just to clarify, that is not only three awesome video recordings, but three bonus PDFs as well that support the content from the videos. So I think it's a pretty good deal. Totally. It's the best deal out there. And you have lifetime access to it, which also adds to the whole value. So <laughs> woohoo! don't take it from us, though. Take it from the hundreds of students who have learned from the bundle and have said that these were the best, most real and informative webinars that they've ever watched. We've seen students double their prices after watching these and totally skyrocket their businesses. This is our roadmap of how we got to where we are today. So skip the mistakes and speed bumps doing it the slow way and let us put you on the fast track to running a creative biz like a boss and pricing for profit and not just pay. And the best part, this resource is less than $100. Seriously, y'all, it's only $97 and it's so worth that price and much more. So go to bizbirthdaybash.com forward slash bundle to purchase it today. So Melissa, just to move on to our next point, how do we best like balance our own desire to hustle and the need to rest? Because I think we're told from like a cultural standpoint, hustle, 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 be a boss, babe, you know, like get it all done. And how do we kind of like silence those outside voices or those outside pressures of what maybe like society and culture is telling us to do? that it always has to be this eight hour workday to really focus on like what we want to do or what we can do. Yeah. I'd say really keep in mind like the lifestyle that you want to create. So like the lifestyle I've created, for example, 20 hour work weeks, that's not what everybody wants. There are some people out there who just love being busy and love doing things. So they're going to be working 40 hour work weeks and whatever your lifestyle, whatever that life you want to create is definitely take note of that. We also get to remember like our health, our mindset, that is top priority. And I think we're a lot of us in the world are feeling that right now because of COVID like health is number one. Everyone's health is number one and just adding rest into your business It's part of that. And it's truly an investment into you and your business to give yourself that rest time. So the best way to balance that desire, add boundaries. And I mean some hard boundaries into your business, right? The social media notifications, that's a big one. But really have boundaries with your clients too. That's one of the biggest things that I have in my business. I have pretty strict boundaries with my clients and they know it, right? They they can slack me or boxer me at 11 p.m., but they know I'm not going to get getting back to them until the next day. So really having that. And I know how easy it might be to hop into Slack at 11 p.m. and check in on your girls. 
but they're going to be fine until the morning. You get to get your full nights of rest, your health, your mindset, all of that is number one, especially if you want to continue to grow and scale your business. You've got to take care of you first. Yeah, that's, that is such a good, a good um, tip, especially like, I know it can be so um, tempting to answer the email like right away or, you know, the client call or whatnot. And um, for me, it was just like, when I understood, like, I had to have like this shift to understand, like, my client wasn't mad at me and not everything was an emergency. Like, they're just sending an email because that's the time they're sending the email. It's not like they're expecting a response because I'd always be like, oh, my gosh, they asked where this thing was. They're probably freaking out and they're mad. And so I'd be like, okay, I have to handle this. And I'm like, they are just chilling, like, probably hanging out on the beach. And they're just being like, oh, let's send her an email real quick. And I'm panicking for no reason other than what I'm putting on myself and like letting go of the pressure I'm putting on myself and making up this whole client thing. <laughs> um, figuring that out was a huge, huge thing for me and setting those boundaries because I'm like, they're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. It's not an emergency. <laughs> there are no emergencies in business, ladies. There are no, no emergencies. It's not. Yeah. Everything can feel like it, but it's it's truly not. And yeah. like you have to realize that. It can feel like that. If any of your clients, if they're reaching out to you and they're like, Nine, this is an emergency, fire, 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 they should be calling 911, not you. There are no <laughs> yeah. emergencies. They're going to be fine. And it's also a good teaching moment, especially for like us coaches, service providers. It's a great teaching moment. I know for me, sometimes like my clients will go, then go and figure out the answer to themselves on themselves if I give them a little space and don't get back to them right away. And it's my job to help them to do it on their own. So sometimes it's a great thing to really hold those boundaries for that reason. Yeah, that's that's a great, great tip too, especially in the coaching sphere. Yeah, I agree. I think that's just like a great tip all around <laughs> is that people are incredibly like self-sufficient when they need to be. So, but when somebody sends you an email asking a question or needing help with something, like chances are within 30 minutes to an hour after that email, they've already probably figured it out. Oh, yeah. Yes. So you'll yeah. follow up with them and you'll say, oh, have you tried this and this? And they're like, oh, well, I actually already got in. And you're like, okay, well, <laughs> so then you jump the gun and you sent the email. A lot of times people will like send the email or send the text or send the message before they take a little bit of time <laughs> to think about it themselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we have gotten through like so many questions already, Melissa, and this has been so powerful and helpful to our audience I would love to know, how are you serving your community and audience in this time of crisis, essentially, where things are just changing rapidly, where we don't know what the next day is going to look like? It can be completely different from the day prior. And, you know, like as is life, but right now you're just adding a whole nother layer on top of it. So what are you doing for your community and your people? I'm really being open to pivots. You know, a lot is going on. As you mentioned, like we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. So I'm very open to pivoting and I'm very adaptable. So if things need to change, we're definitely open. The business is ready to if we need to. Like, for example, we have our launch calendar for the rest of the year ready. However, we're open to pivot if we need to. And what we're doing inside of the community is really adding value. I'm such a relationship builder. I truly believe in building connection and relation shifts with your audience, with your community, and really giving value. So we're definitely giving tons and tons of value. 
we are offering, you know, extended payment plans that we don't typically offer because of COVID and everything going on right now, because we're here to support, support, support. And the biggest thing is really just adding more value. So I'm showing up in my Facebook group more often, going live, polling my audience. What is it that they need in this moment? And really being here for them and creating space for them. Um, same with my clients. You know, at the beginning of every single group call, I always check in with them. You know, how how is life? How are you doing? Not the business. How are you doing? Supporting everyone as a friend, as a human with everything going on because we're all going through this and we're all going through it together. Yeah. So true. So true. Such good words of wisdom. Well, Melissa, do you have anything else that you really kind of want to impart to our audience before we wrap things up with you today? I think one of the biggest learning lessons that I've learned in the past, I would say two years, and this is something I I tell myself this almost every day. And this is one of the mantras that I truly believe is I make more money when I have more fun. And so truly just add more fun and add more playtime, add more connection into your life. It's going to really help with any kind of burnout that you're starting to feel and really just help you help your people even more. So play, 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 add the fun. Don't hustle 24-7. You're more than just your business add boundaries, be strict with your boundaries, hold to them and just have fun. Like life is too short. You get to go out and have fun as long as like your town is able letting you, I'm not sure what, uh, <laughs> what role you're in, in your town have right fun now. in your home, what quarantine's <laughs> going on, but yeah, have fun in your home, hop on zoom calls with family, friends, happy hour, zoom nights, tons of games you can do online, but add some type of fun and step away from your business. It's going to be fine. Your business is going to be great and you don't need to be in it 24-7. Yes. I love that advice, Melissa. Like I'm all about having more fun. So (laughs) this is such a great note to end on, truly. Like this is fantastic. And you let our audience know too where they can find you so they can listen to your podcast and maybe follow up with you if they have um, any questions or want to check out some of your um, services. Yes. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle is at the Melissa Lynn. And then you can find anything and everything on my website, themelissalynn.com. Got a free Facebook group all of the things come and hang out. I don't bite. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening today, if you are loving the Biz Bash podcast, please take a moment of your time to head to Instagram and iTunes, leave us a rating and a review um, so that we can, of course, share the love with everyone else. And I think I also said Instagram in that, but you know that I mean iTunes. So... (laughs) It's fine. We're having fun. Okay. Yeah. Always having fun. Well, if you do want to hang out with us on Instagram, it's at bizbirthdaybash. So yeah. But anyway, thank you, Melissa. You are such a delight. And I really, really enjoyed speaking with you. And I know our audience is going to get so much out of this episode. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Had a blast.